Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball And hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the show. Glad to be with you. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Good to be in the gym last night. We had New Albany and Seymour. I thought it would be a good game. Contrasting styles. New Albany likes to really get up and down under new coach Jason Jones. And on the other hand, Seymour uh, under former Michigan State player Kirk Manns, the head coach and AD there. They are very controlled. They guard you methodically. They play methodically a lot. So I was curious what the outcome would be. And it was a fantastic game, an overtime game. Seymour was ahead by five late in the game. It looked like they might come on the road and get a humongous Hoosier Hills Conference win. But New Albany was able to battle back. And I've got to hand it to New Albany. They play quick. They push it. Uh, It's not always the prettiest of basketball, but it is fun to watch. And they are off to... A really good start this season with a major test coming up against Jeffersonville here about a week and a half from now. We'll find out uh, more about this New Albany team as Jeffersonville out trotting around the state playing really good competition last week at the Kokomo Tournament and then starting today up at the Fishers Tournament. Three more really good games coming for this Jeffersonville team. So, uh, But last night, uh, boy, what a game for New Albany. What a victory for New Albany in overtime to pull it off and to actually get back even to force the overtime was a feat in itself. But high school basketball coming up here in just a bit. Let's look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll start with football when we get into the headlines. Another very positive a news item yesterday for Coach Signetti and IU football. We'll tell you about that. Watching Louisville football last night in the Holiday Bowl, just kind of some thoughts on Coach Brom and could we see Signetti come in and have the type of first-year success that Brom has had at Louisville? Uh, that might be asking a lot, but uh, definitely a major turnaround quick at Louisville, and I know the two programs uh, aren't comparable for where uh, the new coaches are taking things over, or in Brahms' case, already took things over, but it is curious to look at as a blueprint, and uh, so a few things on that coming up here in just a bit as well. Some Derek Queen news, and one national analyst 
is weighing in on his pick on where Queen will choose maybe in the next uh, couple weeks, and it could be good news for Indiana. So we'll tell you that. Uh, High school basketball tonight, we'll uh, talk about the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. Later in the show, segment two, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is always with us on Thursdays, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. We'll get into IU basketball, more on the Queen recruitment, and obviously Indiana's game coming up tomorrow against Kennesaw State at home to close out the 2023 portion of the Hoosier schedule and also to wrap up non-conference play before it's Big Ten hoops the rest of the way for Indiana. Later in this Thursday show, Ryan Miller, the coach of Providence, is going to join us as he gears his team up for the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. Uh, The Pioneers and the Dragons, if the bracket works out that way, should be a great championship game on Friday night. Unfortunately, we can't broadcast Friday because of the Indiana game here on the Big X, but we'll still preview the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament and talk about Providence's season so far with Coach Miller when he's with us a little bit later in the hour today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Check out Honey Baked Ham today for a great lunch. They've got sandwiches, salads, soups, and they're all made fresh daily that will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. IU basketball, IU football, a lot going on with both high school stuff, local stuff, whatever you want to sound off on, whatever questions you might have for our wonderful guests set to join us today, you can send them in to 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. And if you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Great news as we open our Hoosier headlines today. Great news for Coach Signetti and for IU football next season. In addition to all of the signings recently and some positives from the transfer portal, and obviously Indiana fans, you've got to trust in the new coach because he's bringing over a lot of guys from the JMU program, whether they were playing for him last season or whether they were recruited to that program by him for next season. A lot of those guys are coming to Bloomington for next year. But one guy that is going to return uh, on the offensive line for Indiana next season is Mike Kadick. And he has announced that he's withdrawing uh, from the NFL draft and he's going to return to Indiana for a sixth season. And he's doing that after consultation with the new coaching staff. So that's a big keep really a surprising keep uh, from NFL draft declaration uh, to announcing that he's going to return to the program for next season. So 
The good news continues for IU football, and this is typically the path you see when a new guy comes in after the staff is set. Um, it looks like he's got a good staff. Um, you go to work on the portal. You go to work on recruiting and flips in college football. You go to work on guys that were in the program last year that maybe you do want to retain that are thinking about the portal or even enter the portal, uh, and of course guys that declare for the NFL draft. So a big pickup for Indiana, or a big keep, I guess you would say, for Indiana for next season. But a lot of real positive headlines the last few weeks uh, for IU football here in the offseason, which really I think can help quickly. Uh, I don't want to say like totally overhaul and, and Indiana's going to have a winning season and Indiana's going to make a bowl and Indiana's going to do all this crazy stuff next year. But because of the portal and because of all the movement Indiana's had, there is the opportunity for some really major gains in this landscape of college football these days. And it looks like Coach Signetti is on his way to at least having an opportunity and a new look roster to see what this Hoosier team can look like for next season. So if nothing else, in the offseason of a new coach coming in, it's fun to follow, fun to keep up with, fun to wonder what Indiana football could be under Coach Signetti and specifically next season in his first go of it in Bloomington. But so far, lots of positives. I don't see any mistakes, and I have laughed a lot uh, at Coach Signetti's social media post and some of the things he's had to say, like his little spiel there at Assembly Hall. Maybe it rubs some people wrong, but you know what? It's Indiana football. There's no tradition there to uphold. There's no... I don't know. I, I hate to say this. There's not that much to be proud of. Uh, so if he wants to come in and get a little cocky and get a little arrogant, mention his past successes and that he's won where he's been and he has, uh, go for it. Maybe it will work for him if he doesn't have success after a season or two and isn't making major strides. Maybe he should you know, tone it down a little bit or uh, keep it closer to the vest. But I think it's good to come in. He's signaling a big change from the leadership of Tom Allen, which from a leadership perspective, as far as positivity and those sorts of things, I think everybody really appreciated what Coach Allen um, had to do and how he, how he went about it. But victories on the field is ultimately what it translates to. We'll see if this new style um, – cocky sometime approach can work for coach Signetti at Indiana, but definitely Mike Kadick coming back a big get a big keep for this Indiana team from last season. Derek queen getting closer to a college decision. A lot of people think he may make his decision during the big hoop hall uh, classic up in Springfield, Massachusetts, which takes place later this month. I believe it's January 11th through the 14th, and Montverde is scheduled to play two or three games um, at that event up at the uh, basketball, the National Basketball Hall of Fame. One of those games at Montverde, who also features Liam McNeely, uh, number one Montverde, I should say, they'll take on number four pro Prolific Prep. Uh, and that's a game that's going to be on ESPN2. So a lot of good basketball if you want to watch McNeely and Queen coming up. But a lot of people think he will make his decision there potentially on national television. And one of the national recruiting analysts, Rob Cassidy is his name from Rivals. He thinks that Indiana is the front runner for Indiana 
so that's bounced around a little bit. A while back, people seem to think maybe Maryland, uh, where he is from, uh, nearby where he is from, was the front runner for Derek Queen. But uh, Cassidy, the first I've seen that gives any kind of lean uh, to Indiana. So potentially some good news for a McNeely Queen front court next season uh, for the Hoosiers. And I think that would quell some concerns for uh, maybe the front court this year and missing pieces for next year uh, with how things could go as far as the NBA draft, who could exit the program, the transfer portal, all those kind of things. McNeely and Queen in the same recruiting class is a major, major go of it, a major, major success for Mike Woodson and the coaching staff if they can pull it off. So we'll see how it plays out, but Derek Queen uh, definitely um, – and interesting to see what happens here, maybe in the final weeks of his recruitment. I think he's already called for a truce with college coaches as far as, hey, there's really no reason to visit or for calls and text all the time because I'm in decision-making mode is what we heard last. So I don't know if Indiana's coaches, if any of the coaches are in touch at this point on a regular basis. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. Seems to be the thought that sometime in January, a few weeks from now, uh, he could make his decision. New Albany and Seymour last night. I teased that game at the beginning of the show but a great effort by New Albany. Seymour really wanted to slow it down, had some very methodical possessions, but New Albany able to tie it up, down five in regulation late in the game, force the overtime period. Uh, T.J. Washington, he's a transfer from Louisville. He played on the freshman team, I'm told, by the New Albany coaches last season at uh, Trinity High School in Louisville. He had 21 points to, again, lead New Albany to victory. Now, Washington is small in stature, but in all three New Albany games that I have watched this season that we have had here on the Big X, starting with the rival game against Floyd Central in early December, Washington has come off the bench to lead this team. He's hit some major threes in all the games that I've watched. He's been a part of all the big plays, it seems, in those ball games. And last night was no difference. He had a three going into halftime, a step-back three from the left wing uh, that went in to tie the game, I believe. Maybe send New Albany to the locker room with the lead. I can't remember. Uh, but nonetheless, he had a humongous game last night. He was really good in the second half especially. He was big down the stretch in regulation and in the overtime period. I think he had eight free throws in the final period, made seven of them. Uh, he was just really good for New Albany last night. Also, put back basket at the buzzer in overtime by Ben Siegel. Great kid. He's broke through this season, getting an opportunity to start, and he was right there on the miss, uh, the three-point miss. I believe it was Washington that missed it. Uh, the put back right in the middle of the lane, right under the rim. Siegel gets it to go as time expires, and New Albany pulls ahead to a 69-67 win over Seymour last night. The Dogs now 7-2. and two. And I tell you what, it's still early. You know, we're, we're just a few days away from the, the new year, but it was a big Hoosier Hills Conference win last night because keep in mind, Seymour clipped Jeffersonville by one point a few weeks ago when the Red Devils did not have Trey Singleton. So uh, Seymour was 2-0 and heading in, in the conference, heading into the game last night. Now they're 2-1. and New Albany 2-0 and in the conference with a date coming up with Jeffersonville. And I think that's a bad match matchup for New Albany. I know New Albany's playing well, uh, but I think a bad matchup for New Albany. So a key win last night uh, for Coach Jones and the Bulldogs 
to be able to stay in that hunt regardless what happens in that New Albany-Jeffersonville game coming up in the uh, early part of January. But a great effort all the way around last night by New Albany. They had very balanced scoring. Chris Lampkins, who for the most part has led New Albany, when he's not on, he's not on. And last night was just so-so for him. But uh, he did have an ankle injury in the fourth period. Kind of an odd deal. He went down after shooting a free throw. I don't know if somebody clipped him as they went in to block out or what the situation was. But hopefully he is okay and back and at full strength for the Jeff New Albany game. Definitely someone that New Albany will need in a big way in that contest. But uh, New Albany rolling here in the early part of the year. And I think Coach Jones with his introduction to Indiana high school basketball after a coaching career that has spanned really across the country, so many different places. Uh, he's got to be pleased with a 7-2 and start, a 2-0 and start in the Hoosier Hills Conference, playing a lot of guys, 9-10 guys in a lot of these games, getting minutes, sometimes fairly significant minutes. He's got balanced scores. He's had different players step up and lead the way in different games. So, I got to think he's very happy with the progress of this New Albany team here early in the season, but a big win last night for New Albany. Also, the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament gets started today, 6 o'clock, Clarksville and Silver Creek hookup, 7.30, the second game, Providence and Charlestown. I know a lot of people are down on this tournament. It's been around forever. I think it's the longest consecutive, uh, if you go back and skip COVID, high school holiday tournament in the state and the matchups aren't always good Clarksville has been down recently Charlestown hasn't been great but seems to be improving uh, but I, I like it there's tradition to it it's just a th something I can always remember going to over the Christmas break the holiday break from school even as a youngster and so tonight the games may not be Extremely exciting, although anytime Matt Lynch is leading Charlestown, I am curious what Charlestown and Providence will look like tonight. Providence, obviously the favorite in that game, but you know, I, I just for a minute want to go through this. I was thinking about this before we came on the air today. Clarksville has Levi Carmichael filling in after a late change for the Generals, and Levi is a young coach, uh, now the athletic director, but has been very successful. Took Crawford County to the state championship, uh, definitely knows what he's doing. You can ask other coaches. Uh, Levi was a great player. He's seasoned as a coach. Uh, quality. If he wanted to focus on coaching and let the AD spot go, uh, he could really turn Clarksville around and, and probably have been at a big school. I don't think there's any question by now. So Clarksville's got a great coach in this current situation. Brandon Hoffman, a Silver Creek guy, enough said what he's been able to do at Silver Creek leading that program the last number of years. Uh, he obviously is doing fantastic things. Ryan Miller, I would put him up against anybody in the state as far as a tactician and a defense-oriented coach that's able to coach the details. Uh, led Providence, like Coach Hoffman, to a state championship. Uh, so, again, he's at the top of the list. And then Matt Lynch would be one of my favorite up-and-comers in the area as far as a guy that maybe, had he been interested, could have been at New Albany this season. Who knows? Uh, he did not apply for the job, but he his name was definitely one that always came uh, in the mix in that conversation last year. 
but another young, great coach. And he's got Jim Shannon and some other really good guys on his coaching staff as well. So I don't know what the scores will look like tonight. I'm picking Silver Creek and Providence, and I'm picking Providence to win it in the championship game on Friday. But I know one thing, four really good coaches in the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament, four really good people as well uh, coaching those teams in the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. So I don't think I can make it tonight, but I am planning to make the Friday championship in third place game and again we can't broadcast because of the uh, Indiana Kennesaw State game uh, coming up on Friday night one other quick thing you know Jeff Brom first year at Louisville I know Louisville football was in I guess you'd say a much better position than IU when he took over and of course coach Brom from Louisville knows all the intricacies of things um, you know coming from the Big Ten to the ACC and obviously um, playing at Louisville being a Louisville person a major Louisville family in sports and football, but you do wonder what uh, a lot of new energy, new faces, a roster turnover, a new business uh, personality in Coach Signetti. You do wonder can he can he do this? Is is there? He seems very confident he can do it, and I guess you should when you take a job over, but. Can he make some gains? I don't think he's going to do anything like what Coach Brom was able to do in one year, even though the season started really good and maybe lost a little momentum with the loss to Kentucky and then getting beat last night by USC, who was missing their quarterback and some other really good players in the Holiday Bowl. But watching some of that game last night, I wondered, you know, can Indiana make this kind of climb? Can they can they do it in the Big Ten Conference? I've always thought, Maybe the answer is no, but when there's a new coach and the headlines are positive, uh, you start to wonder what Coach Signetti can get done um, in um, at IU uh, in the next few seasons. So we'll see. One other quick note as we go to break. Florida Atlantic, I watched the game around the Christmas holiday, uh, upset Arizona on the road, um, and obviously now Florida Atlantic moves up in the rankings, to, I think, to number uh, seven in the country. Is that correct, I believe? Uh, and that's the highest they've ever been ranked, including last season when they went to the Final Four. But Dusty May, Indiana guy, former IU manager, continuing to have success at Florida Atlantic. He is really doing some big things, continuing to do some big things. Can they march back to the Final Four uh, this NCAA tournament? And where will Dusty May be on uh, Louisville's coaching radar for next season? Will he finally uh, entertain offers from a high major program? Maybe Florida Atlantic is now high major, but uh, he had a humongous win at Arizona. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with more, including Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. We'll talk Derek Queen. We'll talk Indiana Kennesaw State on Friday night. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report. McAllister's We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. 
with locations, two of them in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. A couple texts to get to quickly on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, hey, Matt, missed the first part of your show. I'm sure you mentioned the New Albany Seymour game last night. What a thriller. I'm so glad to see Ben Siegel hit that big shot at the end. He worked so hard during the game doing the little things. Glad to see that pay off. Yes, we uh, did go through that game. Big shot from Siegel. And uh, I mentioned in this first segment, TJ Washington coming off the bench. At some point, he's got to start. My goodness, he's had an outstanding year for New Albany. In the three games that we've had on the Big X, he has just been outstanding. Uh, big shots a lot of three-pointers by the way uh, for New Albany this season but uh, yes both of those guys Siegel and Washington I think they were our co-Walnut Ridge stars of the game last night Uh, Washington because of his big 21-point outburst but Siegel for hitting the shot right there in the middle of the lane on the missed three uh, at the buzzer in overtime Uh, also Texter says uh, what's your opinion if the Hoosiers miss the tournament? Do you think Mike Woodson will be on the hot seat next year? Thank you. No, I, I do not think that Mike Woodson will be on the hot seat if Indiana misses the NCAA tournament this season. That's just my opinion, my feeling of things. Uh, Alex Bozich uh, with us to talk IU basketball. Uh, Alex, Derek Queen, we want to start there with recruiting. Um, maybe he's leaning toward Indiana, according to Rob Cassidy with Rivals and perhaps a decision is forthcoming here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like something could be more imminent a couple weeks ago when uh, the infamous Trilly Donovan on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call the platform now, uh, tweeted some, you know, a, a gif uh, that kind of insinuated that uh, something could be happening soon with, with Queen. But it, it does sound like, uh, sometime in January could be um, the time for Queen to, to announce a decision. Um, obviously, he's taken his official visits. He's had some time now to watch all of the teams that are involved in his recruitment play some basketball this season. And I mean, honestly, if you're looking at a program that really puts an emphasis on its front court players and uh, getting the ball in the post, I mean, it's hard to look at Indiana and uh, have any negative opinion about that, what they've done with, uh, under Mike Woodson with Trace Jackson Davis and getting him from a guy who wasn't really on many draft boards to a uh, second round pick to, who's actually contributing now in the NBA and then Khalil Ware, uh, rehabbing him from, uh, really what was a, a tough first season at Oregon to a guy that looked, looked like as a potential uh, draft pick after the season, the development of Malik Renew. So, from that perspective, I think Derek Queen's got to be looking at Indiana's pretty favorable landing spot for him. Doesn't hurt, obviously, that at Indiana's uh, also got his best. Well, I don't want to call him his best friend, but his good friend Liam McNeely, already in the full high school teammates, good friends, good relationship off the court. So we'll see uh, when that materializes. Um, but it, it does seem like things are. Seem like things are progressing with with Queen, and that that maybe here in in January there could be a decision coming. 
Alex Bozich inside the hall with us here on our Thursday program. Indiana's had a little bit of a holiday break, but we'll have Kennesaw State at home to wrap up the 2023 portion of their schedule, and most importantly, to wrap up the non-conference portion of their schedule, meaning we've got all Big Ten basketball the rest of the way for this team until perhaps the NCAA tournament. What what does Indiana still need to figure out? Maybe that's a long list of things in their final non-conference game, final tune-up opportunity tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, I think they really just need to build on the last game, and, and you know, they've been off now for over a week. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that you can have some momentum carry over when your games are maybe a little bit closer together uh, in a kind of a tournament atmosphere like the Big Ten tournament or NCAA tournament. Well, when you've had this long of a layoff and guys have been home and kind of out of their routine of what they're used to, um, I'll, I'll just be interested to see what how they come out uh, tomorrow night. It's an interesting matchup because I've already written my Kennesaw State preview. I haven't, I haven't published it yet, but when you look at them, um, they're very uh, up-tempo. I think they're the fastest-tempo team in the country. They take a lot of threes, force a lot of turnovers, don't turn the ball over, but they foul a ton. I think that, that is something that could be – troublesome for them against Indiana but um, you know when you look at this Indiana team you look at their record and you say nine and three oh, that's pretty good but when you also look at just kind of where they are on the computers and I know a lot of people don't like to hear this but I mean they're not even in the top 100 right now in the net they're 83 in Ken Palm um, at some point those things start to matter um, particularly the net uh, Indiana is going to have opportunities to get that number up, but you know if if they're staying in the same range of net ranking uh, the rest of the season, that's not going to be good enough for an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. The other problem, I think, just kind of when you look at the resume uh, long term, I think they're going to have to win 12, 13 Big Ten games to get themselves in a position where they can get a bid because. The Big Ten, quite frankly, just is not what it has been in recent years. There's a lot of teams that are solid. Not, I wouldn't say there's really a team in the Big Ten that's a horrible team. I mean, Penn State, who to me right now is probably the 14th best team in the league, they beat Ohio State at home, who's one of the better teams in the league. So anything can happen. But I just don't think besides Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio State, there's there, after that there's a – to me, a pretty big drop-off, and, and uh, you're going to have a, a season now probably where you're looking at six, maybe seven at the most bids for the Big Ten come NCAA tournament time. And to get in that conversation, then you going to have to take a leap ahead of some of these other teams that are ahead of them, the computer numbers uh, in terms of the Big Ten. Uh, I mean, those, uh, the record matters, and eventually if you keep winning games at the percentage that Indiana's winning, you know, they can get to enough wins. But right now, I think – there's just a lot of uncertainty based on the fact that they've underperformed against a lot of these inferior opponents uh, on their schedule. The fact that they were blown out against UConn and Auburn with two chances that they had to get a, a win that would have mattered. And then the close loss to Kansas, there's just not a lot on the resume uh, right now that, that stands out. And, and in terms of style of play, I, you know, I would just say, defensively they're not what they have been the last two years. Mike Woodson's first season, they were a top 25 defense last year. They were top 50. 
this year currently they're they're somewhere around I think seventy fifth in the country, which is it's hard to win games in the Big Ten when you're not um, as good as you know. You know, I think you need to be a top thirty, top forty defense uh, if you're not going to shoot a ton of three pointers like Indiana uh, does not. So there's there's obviously potential with this team, and I think there's some things that could happen. Uh, the continued development of McKenzie and Baco, Khalil Ware obviously has been really good, getting Xavier Johnson back. There's obviously some things that can happen to kind of kick this into gear, but right now, even with the 9-3 and record, assuming they beat Kennesaw State 10-3, and um, there's just a lot of work to do, and they're going to have to win a lot of quality games uh, to, to make it into the NCAA tournament. This is just not the Big Ten that, that, that we've known in, in the previous seasons. Alex Bozich inside the hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, uh, obviously the front court has led the way, Kellel Ware, for Indiana so far this season. Um, Xavier Johnson, I know there's been some time passed with the holidays. We don't know exactly his status. Has there been any mention, or has there even been a chance uh, since the last game to hear from Coach Woodson with all the holidays and everything? No, no. No availability um, for Woodson. I don't actually think he's scheduled to talk again until maybe before the Nebraska game um, next week, maybe before the, the road trip. Um, haven't haven't seen anything confirmed on that, but he's not talked. Uh, didn't do obviously do a radio show this week due to uh, the holidays, so not much information. I would think we'll probably get an injury report from the Big Ten tomorrow, about three hours before the game, which will say uh, Xavier Johnson uh, remains questionable, and then we'll see kind of what happens when they get into the arena and start warming up. Um, I'm of the opinion that if he's close to being ready or, uh, you know, 95% healthy, he needs to probably play some. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I don't necessarily think you want to put him back in the lineup for the first time in, in well over a month um, at Nebraska. Um, that's a difficult place to play. They'll have a huge crowd for that game, and I think you need to get him some reps if, if possible uh, tomorrow night. But we'll see. Uh, it seemed like he was progressing and didn't have the boot on. I don't think the last home game uh, was was doing uh, not obviously in uniform or anything, but you know, kind of walking around a little bit better, taking some shots in the pregame. So we'll see where he's at. But if there's a time to kind of get him back, uh, get him ready to go, uh, I think tomorrow night would be an excellent opportunity to do so. Assuming he's ready to go, obviously you don't want to rush anything and have him come back out too early and re-injure things, but I think Indiana needs to get him back and ready to go sooner rather than later. Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us Thursdays as we talk the latest in IU basketball. Alex, happy new year. Thanks for joining us here in between the holidays, and we'll talk next week. All right, Matt. Thank you. Have a good one. Alex Bozich always with us Thursdays here on the show, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Two locations in downtown New Albany. Their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Uh, a great place to check out for furniture, mattresses. Uh, gosh, I've gotten so much stuff from them here the last year or so. It's crazy. But uh, always deliver, uh, always quality product, products 
Uh, can't recommend them very personally uh, enough. Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Uh, we'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Ryan Miller, coach of the Providence Pioneers. The Silver Creek Holiday Tournament begins tonight. Clarksville and Silver Creek, Charlestown and Providence will do battle at Silver Creek High School. So if you're looking for an evening of high school basketball, nothing on the docket here between holidays. Uh, what a cheap admission to get in and see some great Southern Indiana high school basketball tonight uh, and Friday night at Silver Creek High School. But a quick break now. We're back to talk about the Providence basketball team and the holiday tournament with Coach Miller. Stay with us here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday program. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Silver Creek Holiday Tournament starts tonight. Clarksville Silver Creek in Game 1 at 6 o'clock to be followed by Providence in Charlestown in Game 2. The losers will play Friday night at 6. The winners will play for the coveted championship Friday night around 7.30, probably will be 8 o'clock or so by the time you have all the festivities in between games. Ryan Miller, coach of Providence, with us to talk some Pioneer basketball in this segment and preview the holiday tournament. Coach, 6-1 and one so far this season. Uh, your Pioneers playing good basketball as you enter this annual holiday tournament. Yeah, hey, Matt. Uh, great, great to be here with you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's, it's been a good start. Um, face some some really good competition and and we're excited about tonight coach i know we could go through a lot of different players on your roster uh we'll do some of that but we'll also talk about the team as a whole but i do need to start with noah lovin he has had just an outstanding uh start to the season for you guys um i was at the scottsburg game a few weeks ago and i don't know that it was his biggest scoring output of the season but he just did all the little things to help put your team in a position to be successful against a very good scottsburg team talk about the start of his senior campaign and what all he brings not just the scoring to this providence team yeah that, that's right matt um of course we're, we're so glad to have him back you know people will say uh you know you got a transfer and i say we actually just got our, got our guy back you know he's a, a jeffersonville sacred heart kid and uh we're glad to have him back home with us uh, for his last two two seasons and uh yeah you're right matt he does so much for us and you know he's really like having a coach on the floor that's uh you know that, that that's a, a great thing for for a, a coach to be able to say you know have a point guard who's out there who really is an extension uh, of your coaching staff just a very high basketball IQ a uh, very unselfish player and uh, he he is concerned about winning so uh, we're you know great great young man to have for us and a, and a great leader as well. 
Ryan Miller, the coach of Providence, with us here on this Thursday program. Coach, quite a role recently. Uh, you got to go all the way back to your first game of the season for your only loss. It was a 68-55 loss at Brownstown, who is really good and one of the favorites not only in the sectional but to win a state championship this year. Uh, so other than that early setback, and I know that's a game that you guys will not forget and will keep in the back of your mind as you work through the season and look ahead to the sectional here in a few months. But other than that, your your team has been rolling some nice victories uh, over the month of December. And as you get ready to close out the year following the holiday tournament, I guess you've got to be very pleased with where the team is at here heading into the new year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 mostly been good. Um, we have a, a very uh, experienced, you know, senior laden group. I obviously lost some some key players uh, last year, and and uh, you know, uh, in Jaden Johnson, Seabold, uh, and, and of course uh, Casey Kalen as well. So three just tremendous players for us. Um, but uh, you know, we have a we have a very experienced group, so we expected them to to be ready. It was a little tough early on because I think about about you know seven of our of our you know top 10 kids were all fall sport players. So, uh, you know, football, soccer, et cetera. So, uh, we knew it was going to, going to be a little bit of a process to get back, you know, into the swing of things. Um, but the boys have adjusted, you know, pretty quickly and, um, you know, it's, it's been a really nice start. And, and like I said, I, I just love this group, uh, our whole coaching staff. We've been, you know, uh, each, each year, you know, we've, we've been blessed with just a great senior class, but, you know, we have five seniors this year and, uh, just a really great group of, of young men uh, to go along with, you know, the other boys we have, you know, some juniors and sophomores. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been fun, and uh, we've been very pleased with the start. Ryan Miller, Providence coach, with us today. Coach, uh, what's your take on the holiday tournament? It's something different to play for in the middle of the season, but it also can provide some repeat matchups with uh, rivals and local opponents and teams that maybe you could even see uh, in some cases in the postseason as well. Um, is it something different to play for? How do you build this up to your team? I know that they're, uh, it seems like, ready and rare to go each and every game, no matter the situation, no matter the team. But how do you build this one to your team? Yeah, you know, you're right. It, it is a little different. You know, you got got a little something on the line uh, there. Um, you know, may, maybe different than usual. And yeah, you know, a lot of local kind of rivalry teams. I'd, I'd call them, you know, friendly rivalries. You know, I think all of us coaches have good relationships and and, and a good uh, respect for each other. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. You know, we play Charlestown just the one time. You know, that'll be tonight and. Uh, a very, very good team, a very talented team, well-coached team. Of course, you're familiar with that entire coaching staff. It kind of seems like uh, so some New Albany High School, you know, has, 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 has gone out there to Charlestown, and, and they're doing a great <laughs> job. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, this is the only time we get to face them, so, so it'll, it'll be a, a, a fun game, a, a big test, challenge for us. Like I said, a very talented team. And, uh, and then, of course, on the other side of the bracket, we have – teams that you know uh if we don't face them uh tomorrow night we'll face them later you know uh, uh clarksville will face regardless here in in another uh week um in in the city championship town championship and uh and then of course we'll play uh silver creek at the end of the season so yeah uh, Ryan Miller, you know, se Providence several good teams here. Uh, several well-coached teams and uh we look forward to uh, to the test 
All right, sorry about that, Coach. Didn't mean to talk over you. Ryan Miller of Providence with us here on our Thursday program. Coach, as you look ahead to what's – I know you don't look ahead much, but as you look to the new year, let's say, at the schedule, some really big games coming at Southwestern, at Clarksville, Indianapolis Cathedral at Providence uh, coming up in the new year, a game at Jeffersonville, and that's just kind of getting started. Still got New Albany and Silver Creek in the regular season and some other tough ones ahead of that. Coach, each and every night, this Providence schedule gets you ready for the postseason, um, and it seems like each year that you've been there, you've added some key games. I know you're doing all this with the goal in mind to be playing your best basketball season when the tournament gets here, and kind of talk about your mindset on regular season scheduling and what you've tried to bring to the Providence program. Yeah, that, that that's right, Coach. Um, you know, we've we've always had a tough schedule, and and that's that's a that's a, a great thing. It's a, a a blessing that we have to be in this area um, with with so many good teams. You know, um, as we were able to make that run, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, to to the state finals. Um, a lot of a lot of the other teams, you know, would maybe have one or two losses, and, and we faced a lot of tremendous teams. But but our our benefit is the fact that our area is is so strong. You know, we get to play a lot of big schools, uh, and the small schools around here are are really good as well. So um, you know, we we look forward to the challenges. You know, each and every night, and, and there really aren't uh, many games where where you can say you know this is going to be an easy one. You know, we really have to show up night in and night out. And, uh, you know, that makes it fun and uh, that makes you better. So, I, you know, I, like I said, I think our, you know, a lot of the success we've had, you know, in postseason, I think is a testament to the quality of, uh, of play here in the area. Ryan Miller, Providence coach, our guest coach. Good luck at the holiday tournament. Always fun to get out and see some ball there over the uh, holiday break, the winter break. We'll talk with you uh, up at Silver Creek. Yeah, hey, sounds great. Uh, Really appreciate having me on. Absolutely. Always great to catch up with Ryan Miller of Providence. Quite a start for the Pioneers, 6-1 and one on the year. And uh, I think that uh, things play out how we expect. A Silver Creek Providence, Silver Creek Holiday Tournament Championship game could be a lot of fun on Friday night. Would love to broadcast there on Friday, but we've got the conflict with Indiana, so we will not have the holiday tournament on the air, unfortunately, Friday night. That's going to wrap things up for our Thursday program. Back with you Friday at 11 a.m. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. And uh, we'll be back Friday to talk IU basketball, get you ready for the Kennesaw State game. Dylan Wallace will be with us. Kyle Nedner will join the show as well and look forward to being with you again on Friday. Of course, headed into another holiday weekend, another long weekend, hopefully for most of you and some big, big college football games coming up this weekend and of course Monday with the national, I guess you call them semifinal games from the college football playoff. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with